Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. Greetings. Thank you for joining me on BBS Radio All Road 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. My focus is my mission statement to help create a quality of life through social growth, inspiring Jews to become leaders by establishing partnerships with corporations, sponsors, volunteers, and the community and abroad. My special guest today is Tonya Shimon. From Hollywood to beloved children's book illustrator to muralist and painter of justice, Simeon Shimon left his mark and a legacy that resonates today. It was created by a man who was also equally one of a kind, whose life could rival the drama in that story film and who stood for those less favored by an America of the mid-20th century. Poor children, people of color, and the beaten in his fine art. As a dancer, Tonya Shimon performed in the companies of Martha Graham, Jose Lyman, Pearl Lang, the Yipletati Greek Theater, Sorry if I didn't pronounce that right. And as a soloist with Anna Sokolow's Players Project. Mary Anthony Dance Theater and Repertory West Dance Company. She has had an extensive teaching career in the United States and abroad. Her choreographic works have appeared in the United States, Czech Republic, Russia, Germany, Turkey, Switzerland, Greece, Italy, and Mexico. An award-winning dance filmmaker for, among others, the documentary, Mary Anthony, A Life in Modern Dance. Her awards have included support from the National Endowment for the Arts and 2005 Lifetime Achievement Award from the Santa Barbara Dance Alliance. Currently, she is a professor, Emerita, of the Department of Theater and Dance at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and continues her creative work in the United States and abroad. At last, I want to say thanks again for giving me this interview, Tonya Shimon, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me in such a beautiful introduction. You're so welcome. So tell me, where did you grow up and what inspired you to become who you are today? Well, I grew up in Manhattan in the village um, in New York City. And uh, my parents were both artists. And um, when I was three, they must have had a big party with Chinese dancers entertaining. And I was sat up in a little balcony overlooking the place where they were moving and dancing. And I fell madly in love with dance. 
And um, as we've just known, my father is an artist and painter. My mother was also a painter and sculptor, and they loved dance, and they encouraged me. Uh, And so they saw that this seemed to be my path from the beginning. And when I was little, people would say, oh, you'll outgrow it. And I would say, no, I won't. And I didn't. It it has been with me my whole life. And I have to thank my family for for really giving me that um, clear go-ahead that it was fine. They would tell me, oh, you're not going to earn money with this. I said, I don't care. So uh, <laughs> that kind of energy came from my dad. See, that well. was the next question. Yeah. I <laughs> and I, I feel it's very important to follow a child's love if they find something like that and not try to stop it. Absolutely. Because I know you were inspired by your dad. Can you tell me about how his inspiration has affected your life and what part of his legacy you still implement in your life? Well, he had such a deep humanity and care for social justice and people in love and in the way he portrayed it that mm-hmm. one can't help feeling it, the energy coming off of the, the work, the painting and the art that I saw around me all the time. Um, when I was little, he was doing these large movie posters, including uh, Gone with the Wind, which was done prior to my birth. But he had huge table with these huge cardboard paintings, and occasionally he would uh, he would not let me touch it. But once he let me put a little dot of color for a little red flower, and that meant a great deal to me. So I saw the the um, composition that he was creating of story, making story on these. On, on the clean canvas, suddenly it came alive. So I think that has kind of stuck in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That out of nothing comes something, um, and through the imagination. And oh, his work has affected me. I did one choreography to one of his paintings. Um, if you see the website, um, which is simeonshimon.com, S Y M E O N. S-H-I-M-I-N dot com. It's the woman with hands at her chest, and I created a dance based on this painting, which inspired me um, to a spiritual sung by Jesse Norman. And so the the image of this woman and her her forthrightness and her pain and her beauty inspired this dance. Um, oh, but as a person, he inspired me my whole life because he, he really kept doing what he wanted to do, uh, even though it was a struggle many times. Yeah. So tell me, Tonya, the most iconic movie poster in history, which you just spoke about a little bit, Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. It was so much detail that I was just reading on the website and everything, and I'm, I was so intrigued. So can you elaborate a little bit more? Well, this was painted before I was born. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, my father hated the movie posters. He didn't. He was embarrassed to be doing them. He didn't want to be doing them, but he did them so beautifully that he was one of the best artists hired for this work at that period. Uh, and he was always determined to do the very best he could out of any anything. Um, so I don't have much insight into that particular period or time because it was before I was born. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but I know he, he did uh, many others while I was young. And one that he did, um, which is a 40-foot canvas for Solomon and Sheba, is also portrayed in the book, um, which is quite, quite a, 
a wonderful, huge uh, mural, really. And it appeared um, in train stations and, and all over the country. It was sent all over, and it, it, it uh, turned up in a gallery in New Jersey. I was able to see it. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Um, but in terms of insight into the movie poster world, I don't have much, I must say, other than he always had to work terribly hard, major deadlines, always had classical music playing while he worked on these things, and um, he actually uh, tore up the Gone with the Wind poster because it was too big to keep, and later on they wanted another one or they wanted it back. And his price was at that point too high, and they hired someone else to copy it. And I think there are many, many versions of it out there now. So what about your father's works grew out of his own experience with oppression and poverty, escaping violence? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that was yeah, very... Yeah. Certainly. From childhood, he was born in Russia, and he always had great sensitivity for other people, and he saw... Uh, people in chains at a certain point being taken off to Siberia. He saw poor people. His family was probably middle class there. Um, his father had an antique shop. But he was always compassionate to other people's difficulties. And as a child, he used to give things away to the ire of his grandmother. Um, but he, he played a lot of uh, theater games and so forth with his friends. And actually, he wanted to be a musician and... When they got to America and he announced this, um, his uncle, who was a, a violinist and composer, and father said, no, absolutely not. Um, and two weeks later, he started painting and drawing. And surprisingly, the drawings uh, were those coming out of an adult, uh, seeing the world from an adult eyes, not as the usual children's um, paintings look. And he never stopped painting after that. Um, but his inspiration came, I think, from his deep humanity from childhood on. And so he perceived, he really saw people in different walks of life and, and got inside their soul and painted how he felt. And I think that's one of the things that's so touching to see today in our world, which so badly needs compassion. And oh, tell me. Racial yes. justice, and we know all about this. It's huge. So he's portraying that in his paintings and in the Department of Justice building mural, uh, con um, Contemporary Justice in the Child. He, he has figures of African Americans and women in, uh, educated roles, and he was asked not to put those figures in of the black Americans, and he did anyway. And so he stood up for what he wanted to portray as being right for the possibilities yeah. of the world. Yeah, that's what we have to do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it came from his, his compassion, which started at an early age, way back when he was little. And he just yeah. felt that way. Uh, the other members of his family were not artistic, and uh, he was the only one with that particular um, outreach that came out of this feeling. And with children's books, also, he touched people a great deal in children. And his his illustrations have a great deal of feeling. And that's what the, the first author who asked him to do a book wanted. And he thought maybe his work was too too much expressive, with too much expression. And they said, no, that's exactly what we want. 
uh, in the children's oh. books. So again, I think all of his inspiration came from from these human feelings. Yeah, absolutely. With that being said, we're going to take a break and we will be right back. BBSRadio.com Welcome back to BBS All Road 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson, and I have my special guest, Miss Tonya Shimon. We have been discussing a subject that are heartfelt. And we are both are passionate about contemporary justice, justice for children exploited. I am the author of the new up and coming book, A Journey of a Sapphire. My book is about a girl who has overcame adversity. You can purchase my book soon after November the 3rd at ajourneyofasapphire.com and on Amazon. Also by visiting allroad65mags.org. So Tonya, you have a documentary? Um, Yes, I have a a, a video documentary, if that's what you mean. Uh Uh-huh, yes, yes. Uh, yes, I'm a dancer who was one of my teachers and whose company I was a member of for seven and a half years. And uh, interestingly enough, that was my first huge venture that took 10 years to, to make. And the book took about 30 years from the time I imagined it could happen to actually completing it. But the video documentary um, was completed in 2004. Oh. And it's the life uh, and art of this wonderful woman who's quite inspiring, Mary Anthony. And the documentary is called Mary Anthony, A Life in Modern Dance. And if anyone is interested, uh, they can contact me at my email, which is shimin, S-H-I-M-I-N, at U-C-S-B dot E-D-U. So tell me, you are a professor. What What is your greatest strength as a professor? Interesting. Um, I always loved people, and I loved seeing uh, the sharing of energy and, of course, dance. So sharing the love of dance through my teaching always has meant a great deal to me. And I, I feel I really cared about our students and related to them, um, hopefully in a way that was meaningful for them, um, that gave, gave them various handles on, on the art form and, and life. Um, Mary Anthony was someone who believed that her, her work and classes, uh, very much touched upon the spiritual and not only the technical of dance, but the well-being of the whole person. Um, so my love of dance has carried me through all, all of my teaching. And what areas of the modern dance you enjoy the most? Well, working with different, uh, I, I was in several major companies and working with these incredible artists uh, were, was an extraordinary experience um, because their life energy is so high, and yeah. uh, it's 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 such a heightened experience when you when you work very hard to get somewhere, 
and touch upon it in a way that it's coming naturally and you're not forcing it. Yeah. And that is so true. At getting inside of, and one of the choreographers I worked with, Anna Sokolo, is a deep humanist, a very uh, deep, uh, dramatic choreographer, and that was very exciting, among other things. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. And Tell my father's some... art actually relates to dance a lot, um, because there's movement in, in crescendos and music and, and so forth inside that, so there's a great um, compatibility, I think, between us in terms of how we saw the world through our work. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. So how do you see your company evolving over the next five years? I'm not sure what you mean because I don't have a company. I, oh, I'm no, an, an individual artist, and the if you mean the book, uh, I simply created the book because I really felt deeply about creating a legacy for my dad's work that wasn't known and to save it from being lost. And that felt really important. So my next five years are devoted to promoting this and, and letting this artwork get out. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. So the, the important thing for me is that uh, his work is spread out. The fine art paintings, which I discovered photographs of, uh, are basically unknown to the world other than some of them. The mural is known well, but these other paintings have been seen by few people, and I feel that art historians, students, and art lovers um, should be able to see these and enjoy and, and be inspired by them as, as much as the other artists of his time. So my goal, I guess, as part of the five-year plan is to try to see where this can go. Yeah, yeah. I was just reading too from the website, which is exciting. I I know by you saying uh, keeping um, your father's legacy alive, right. and you curated and edited um, with Mercury Press International that published the award-winning book, The Art of Simeon Shimon. Exactly. It's yes. Yeah. And uh, it was wonderful that I found the Mercury Press folks, um, mm -hmm. Nancy Black and Isaac Hernandez, who helped me do it. And I think uh, they did a beautiful job. He's done an exquisite job of layout. We had such fun together. And um, this book now represents the legacy. It has uh, an autobiography in it, and it has two essays, one on his life and work. And so I'm hoping that art lovers all over and students all over will have a chance to see this and enjoy and, and understand that this work is part of our 20th century art history. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's beautiful. So, Tonya, your father's works have been exhibited at the Museum of Modern Art in New York City, National Gallery in Washington, D.C., Art Institute in Chicago, the Whitney Museum of Art in New York City, and the Chrysler Museum of Art. Is there any other locations available? And what can well, people expect? Well, actually, in terms of seeing the work now, the only way to see these works is through the book. Uh, the Chrysler mm -hmm. Museum has one painting, which is quite okay. Is it done from his Italian period that uh, he won a prize for in Provincetown and they bought? And it may or may not be on exhibit at any given time. 
Um, okay. The other paintings are spread around the world. My sister owns some. I own some. Many, I do not know where they are. So the only way to really see his work right now in in an expanse of these paintings is through the book, um, which is one reason why I made it, <laughs> because the work is spread out so far. Um, the Department of Justice Building mural is there on the third floor, which is wonderful. I'm not sure whether they allow people to make appointments to see it at this point, since the building is relatively closed to... Um, an audience at this point. They used to have tours of the art of the building, and there are many, many paintings there. Um, and it's quite wonderful. Um, I understand, however, from someone who showed me the painting, that this painting is the only one with um, African Americans in educated roles. And there's only one other representation of an African American as a servant in the whole building, which is a rather stunning thing to find out. So I feel his work needs to be seen and it needs to speak today because it's exactly what we need to do and change today, creating justice for all. Yeah. But in terms of what seeing else? the work, um, yes, he exhibited in these places. Some of it was during the time when the mural was sent out. Um, the, the original drawings for the mural were sent out all over. Um, he exhibited at the Whitney a major painting called The Pack, which grew out of an experience where he was beaten up by a crowd. He went in to help someone, and he ended up getting beaten up. He created this large red painting that's also in the book and can be seen on the website. Um, so those can be seen. I've got a few paintings on the website, but not, you know, there are many, many more that are worth seeing. So I'm hoping the book will, will help um, allow people to share this experience of the larger body of the work. What type, what kind of book do you have that will inspire girls whom are being faced with trauma or, uh, yeah, emotional trauma? Do you have any books that I am not an author, you, uh, so I don't have any other books. This okay. book could inspire just a human sense to someone in that position, but it won't address okay. that specific population. Okay. okay. So as, as an individual who created this one book, I can't offer a body of, of um, things that might speak to other very important human conditions. But this right. art might speak to it in terms of deep humanity and uh, sensitivity to the human, you know, soul. Right. Just, just a belief that yes, here's here's humanity that's good, and you can feel it. Um, that's that could be sustaining. Well, you know, through my foundation, I always try to give some resources to the girls so sure. they can attain. And like I said, I know that I love music. I love to dance. Um, what would be your suggestion about? you know, with dancing and expressing yourself? I think any anyone can dance in any form they like. And my suggestion is to just go for it. If you find something that feels good, do it. doesn't matter the style. doesn't matter what. And um, to, to follow one's wish or desire, if one has anything in one that seems to be a burning desire, Allow it to be followed, whether it's art or movement or speaking or writing or whatever. 
um, there are people out here to hear, to watch, to be with you, and to help support. Um, so to to not hold back if possible. Yeah. And I have a, a little simple thought that I say sometimes, which is, if you don't hurt yourself, if you don't hurt anyone, and you don't hurt anything, you can do anything. And let your imagination one. help you to, <laughs> to move through whatever pain there might have been, to move it away, move it out, so it can be expressed, but um, released. Yeah. Which is what hard. other you have worked with? Have you worked with any other great artists such as you? Um, choreographers, yes. Okay. Yeah, and that's okay. what I mentioned earlier, that when I'm working with some of these people, it's incredibly inspiring. You know that they're on the the nth degree of, of going as far as they possibly can inside whatever the the movement or the idea or the feeling or whatever that they're creating is, or choreography. And it's yeah. it's exciting to feel like you're on the edge like that. You have to just keep pushing. You just have to keep understanding more and more to get into the fullness of the depth of it. And it's it's a, a high state of living when you're in that place. And I would assume yeah. that an artist, um, not having been a painter myself, but it, it's the same when you when you are in the in the act of of creating, it's a very high place spiritually. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So if, so if someone is... is going through trauma or a difficult time, to express in color, in paint. In, in any way at all, that's a safe way I, I encourage to do it. Yeah, yeah. So are you, um, I'm quite sure you're, you're back at work and everything and is, is, and everything is going fine even though we're going through still with the COVID and everything? Well, I'm, I'm basically pretty quiet. I'm 79, so I'm working from home. Um, moving the book oh. along um, and trying to help with that. And if I may, I could uh, repeat again where it can be purchased, which is Absolutely. which is it's called the Art of Simeon Shimon, and you can purchase it at Amazon.com or through the website SimeonShimon.com, which is spelled S-Y-M-E-O-N-S-H-I-M-I-N.com, and um, I'm hoping that. Uh, the work will give great inspiration to those who can find it. Uh, yes. You can also, if you're a bookseller, get it through Ingram and Barnes and Noble. Uh, but these are the easy. Oh, yeah, Barnes and Noble, right up the street. Okay, that sounds good. They might have to order it. They might not have it in stock, but you can go there. Where yeah. are you? Where are you located? I am in the East Bay in California here, right out of uh, San Francisco. Oh, great. Right across the bridge. Great. I don't know if you've heard of Brentwood, California. Now, Amazon will have it. Um, and again, if they say they're out of stock, they will get it. There, it's quite okay. a situation uh, trying to get things um, in the proper arrangement um, so that they always have enough of them, but they will get it. And my email yeah. is on the website. Under contact at the very end of the website, Tonya Shimon, but it's uh, Shimon at uh, theaterdance.ucsb.edu. It's right there on the website. Um, I would be thrilled to hear from anyone who has questions or would, would be interested in any more information. 
Okay, that sounds good. Well, Tonya, it was a pleasure having you on my show. I thank you for your support. And as always, listeners, I have reached my destination and I will leave you with the quote of the day. May your life always be counterpoint to the clamor of the world. May you delight in dancing lightly with life. May you soar on eagle wings high above the madness of the world. May you always sing melody in a sympathy, in a symphony of your life. May you taste, smell, and touch your dreams of a beautiful tomorrow. Shimon. Thank you guys so much. You do have a wonderful day. And until next time, please remember, I have my book that's coming out, A Journey of a Sapphire. And you can also purchase my book after November the 2nd at ajourneyofastaffire.com, allroadslead65max.org, and amazon.com. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in.